Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So Darren is back for this episode and we are going to do a little Q&A. So a few weeks ago on Instagram, I asked you guys what you want us to talk about on the podcast. And the first thing was last week on the podcast, we talked about our relationship tips and you know, our tips for having a kick-ass marriage. So we did that one. And now in this episode, we are going to be answering some of the questions that came through. So we went through and we grabbed some questions. Now, some are pretty personal. So we're going to leave them for a tell-all podcast in the exclusive Stepmom community. But the ones I picked are actually going to be equally informative. So we are going to tackle those here. Um, So basically, we're going to give you a better idea of how we see things, how we do things, and manage things in our blended family. Darren, you ready? Yeah, sounds good. (laughs) Excited to be here again. Very. It's another uh, 6.30 a.m. podcast recording at the Scrimger House. So, um, you know, sometimes you got to just make the time when you can. Yeah, I think it was the only time we could find that would work. Yeah, literally, we barely see each other right now. So this is kind of, it is what you got to do what you got to do. So let's dive in. The first question is, how do you avoid talking about the X? We tend to strategize and predict behaviors when we're together. And I feel like it's all we talk about. So we've talked about this before. I, I think that there's this misconception that you should never, ever talk about the X when you're in a second marriage. And I don't think that's realistic. No, because it's part of your life. I think it's going to be part of your life. Again, yeah. you don't want to be talking about it all the time, but it's got to come up from time to time. Yeah, it's got to come up because honestly, I'm I'm willing to bet that the ex, if you're talking about her or him or her, is a stressor in your life. And when you are in a marriage, you need to tackle the stressors together as a team And to do that requires conversation. Now, if you're sitting there just bitching all the time and, you know, not having productive conversations, then, or if you're just having arguments about it, that's probably an issue. But, you know, sit down and talk about what's going on, what you're struggling with, and how you guys can minimize the impact it has on your family. I think that's super important. Yeah. And I don't, like you said, you don't want to argue all the time about it, but there's certainly some debate from time to time for us. And I think part of the question was strategizing. And we did that earlier on, but it gets better because we have sort of set our our uh, line in the sand, so to speak, what we'll put up with, what we won't put up with. Yeah, no, for sure. You set your boundaries, right, in your relationship. But in order to set those boundaries, you need to have conversations. So if you go on a date night and you feel like maybe that's all you guys talked about, don't get worked up about that. Maybe that's what you need to talk about to connect at that point in time. Now, or just get out and blow off some steam about subjects that have been on your mind, but you haven't been able to talk to anyone about them. Yeah. And your spouse is a good person to talk to. 
Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, yeah, a lot of people think that you shouldn't talk about the ex. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think if it's a productive conversation and you're trying to figure out how to move forward and how to be better and how to deal, then that's actually a really good thing. The worry I would have is if you go out and you sit and you decide not to talk about the ex and you have nothing else to talk about. That could be an issue. Yeah. If you feel like all you can talk about is the ex, that's the only thing you guys have in common right now, then you guys might want to like join a club. (laughs) (laughs) Or dream together. Look forward about what you want to accomplish together. Talk about the family on your own time and not nothing to do with the ex. Yeah. So yeah, if that's all you guys can talk about, you have a bit of an issue. But um, when we, you know, this is a little off topic, but when we go out on date nights or when we go away together, we do a lot of dreaming and we're like, what do we want to do in 10 years? Or what's our big crazy goals and things like that. So I think it's also important to talk about the future and hey, like dream about the time when you don't have to deal with an ex. That That's <laughs> something fun to talk about too. All right. So the next question is, how do you set rules in your household even when the ex disagrees because her rules are different? This is a really good question. It's a great question. It's also somewhat difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, it's really easy to be like our house, our rules, this is how we run things. And you absolutely can do that. Now you, you, there can be rules that are different at the houses. However, it gets difficult for the kids because they don't know what to expect where. I think one of the most important things that we did was we set rules and boundaries early on and we didn't come in all of a sudden with a bunch of different rules. We've always had keep your room neat, you know, respect us, do your homework. And certainly kids are kids and they don't do it all the time, but we've taken a different approach instead of just getting mad at them for not doing something. It's okay. What do you need to get this done? You know, how can Mm -hmm. we help you? Um, When they do do it and they show you and they're proud, we give a lot of praise. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, how would we have dealt with it if, because I do think we have somewhat similar rules and expectations between both of the kids' houses. I do think there are differences, um, but for the most the most part it's it's very similar but there have been things that they are allowed to do with their mom that we don't allow them to do and vice versa and I know she would say the same and it is tricky to navigate that because I I don't know how do you I think you have to be somewhat flexible and, and think like is it worth it it's not like a first family where you just get to set your rules and those are the rules of your house I do think you need to you know, pick your battles. And if the other house has a rule and expectation that maybe you don't agree with, take a moment and really think about it. Like ask yourself, why are you guys so far apart on that? Like understand where they're coming from on that instead of being so stringent, because maybe there is room for flexibility and for you guys to kind of meet in the middle for consistency for the kids. Now, obviously that's not always possible, but I do think, I do think sometimes when you're in a second family you have to be a little more flexible just for the kids. I agree. And I and don't be afraid to ask your ex the opinion. I know mine will ask me, you know, do you allow this? And I'll say under certain circumstances and I'll say the same thing to her, you know, are you, what are your thoughts on this? And even when you're not getting along, I think sometimes you can come together to make a decision what is best for the kids. Because if you don't have rules and let them get away with too much as they get older, it's harder and harder to rein it back in. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay, so there are going to be people who are listening to this be like, we cannot talk to the ex. It's super high conflict. We are so on opposite ends of the spectrum. How do you, how, how would you recommend they deal? That's hard. If you're really not talking at all, that's very hard. And I think maybe uh, almost throw it back to the kids. What are the rules over at your mom's house or your dad's house? And get a feel of what their rules are. And, and what do you think is reasonable? Yeah, yeah. I mean, kids are kids are pretty reasonable. We've done it with curfew many times where you'll say, well, what time do you think you should be home? And they'll actually say an hour earlier than we were going to give them. Yeah. And then we'll say, hey, we'll give you an extra half hour because we think that's very reasonable. And you know, kids, as they get older, they're looking for independence. They're looking for having, they want to have choices. So if you ask for their input, especially if say you there's chores or you're struggling around the house, say, Hey, you know, we're, I've said to the kids before, I'm struggling a lot right now to keep everything afloat. What do you guys think you guys can help me out with? And they come up with all sorts of ideas and things that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come up with myself. So if you, when it comes to rules and structure and all of that kind of stuff, even if you're in a really tricky time with your teenager or your teenager or whatever, ask them what they think is reasonable and have an open dialogue about it. Because honestly, them feeling like they have a say can go a long way. And it can even trump a little bit of the conflict or the stress that you have if the other house isn't aligned. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, if they're doing something really bad, you, you have to punish and just do your own thing. And yeah, it's, it's your time. And, you know, it's a, that's a very tricky question. Yeah, it is tricky. And if you're dealing with that right now, I'm sorry, because that is parenting is hard enough. But parenting when you feel like you're working against the other parent is just a whole other ballgame. All right. Next question. How do you see life evolving as a whole, uh, dealing with the same issues with the exes and the stepkids? How do you see our life evolving? Well, just from the eight years we've been together, and I think we were talking about this earlier, is it gets better all the time, we find. Yeah, but I feel like we're dealing with the same type of stuff in our step family life. Like it's been pretty cyclical, mm-hmm. but you just, you get better. What's the quote? I put it up on my Instagram a while back. It's like, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. Yeah, I think, you know, we're not dealing with different issues. It's, you know, they're similar issues, but as kids get older, they're a little different. Yeah. And again, yeah, we've, we've evolved, I think with our experience and also our reaction. I think your reaction is huge. Are you talking about my personal reaction? No, both. both, Like anyone, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Anybody's reaction, you know, things that used to send us into a spiral don't. And I think that comes with some time and also being able to take a breath and step back and okay, are we going to pick this battle or what are we going to do? Or is this just a, a non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do think it goes back to what I was talking about before. When you go on your date nights or if you're just feeling like you're always talking about the ex and your issues, again, this is an issue that you're dealing with in your marriage. So it's okay to have these conversations. It's good to have these conversations because, you know, Darren and I have had a lot of talks about how can we do things better? How can we minimize the impact that this has on our home? Like we have, you know, things that we used to talk about often, maybe we have behind the scenes conversations about like just you and I, once we're calmed down, we don't talk about things when we're heated. We have come up with strategies to minimize that. And we do have a podcast episode on how to minimize the impact the ex has on your marriage. So I will link it in the show notes for you guys, but 
it's about strategizing and getting better at dealing with bullshit in life. And I think the big thing we've learned is some of the things that we can't control. We just don't debate anymore. We just cut it off. You know, it's, it's like you had all these broad worries and concerns. And as you evolve, you realize, okay, we've come up against this. We can't control it. So let's just, you know, we can't deal with that one head to head. We just know we can't do anything about it. It is what it is. Maybe it's a rule over at her house, or maybe it's a rule she disagrees with us on, but we just, we don't sit and let it take us into a spiral. We just sort of cut it down. So you trim off a lot of the things that you used to worry about. So to, so to speak, you're trimming the fat mm-hmm. and you narrow it down to stuff that, yeah, there's something we can do about this. If there's nothing we can do about it, it's something that we try to just put aside and work on the stuff that we can control. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think that's, we're not saying that to offend anyone or say anything negative about the other house. I would say that she has the same uh, mentality with us too. We've all just got better with de- about dealing with things and really learning to pick our battles. Agree? Agree. Awesome. All right. Ways to keep the spark alive when you're tired at the end of parenting. Wah, wah. <laughs> it's tough when you're tired. Yeah, it's tough when you're tired. Sometimes, you know, there's going to be podcasts and there's going to be resources out there saying you always have to keep the spark alive in your marriage. But you know what? I think that's a bit of crap because you're going to have ebbs and flows in your marriage and in your relationship. And there's going to be times when you don't want to connect at the end of the day because you are just so tired. All you want to do is put your head on your pillow and fall asleep. And I think that that is okay. The thing is, if you are in that space for an extended period of time, then you've really got to work on getting the spark back. And I think sometimes, yeah, people expect, oh, well, you know, once a week or three times a week or five are you times. Are talking about sex? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. And, <laughs> or once a month. And you have these expectations that it has to be on that sort of system or timeline. And it, and it doesn't. And for us, I think sometimes, like you said to me one night, just hold me. Um, <laughs> and all of us, you know, that it gets a bit of the spark back or, you know, guys, let them pick the movie and you put on a romantic movie one night and wow, you know, you were over on my side of the bed the whole night cuddling and stuff like that instead of watching some action movie that I would have liked to have watched. And I just go to bed. <laughs> just fall asleep. No, you didn't that night. <laughs> no, no, not the romantic movie, but sometimes when you've picked a movie, I'm not interested in it. So I just go to sleep and I'm not interested in cuddling or anything. I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, this is boring. But that was a night that we were actually really tired, but it turned out to be a wonderful night together. Yes. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> a X-rated. No, I'm just joking. Um, okay. So, but seriously, one of the strategies that we think is super helpful is just touch too. So at the end of the day, say you're super tired and you are like, there's no way we're getting intimate or I just kind of don't even want to connect right now. Sometimes if you just kind of like hold each other's hands or make a point to just cuddle, you do get that connection back. And I'm not saying that that means you're going to get intimate because of you know, touching like guys, just if your girlfriend or your wife wants to cuddle, that doesn't mean that she wants to go the next mile. Like sometimes we just want to cuddle, but just having those touch points can make a huge difference. So just even making an effort just to touch each other. Um, and the other pieces we were talking about is date night. Like often when we feel super disconnected, one of us will say, okay, we just need to book a date night because that can really get that connection back. It, it can go a long way. Even when you're too tired or you feel like you don't have time, you have to make the time. 
Yeah. And that can even just be a glass of wine and a beer in our kitchen and ordering take-in. Yeah. Take-out. Take-out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and having time to yeah. chat and hang out and. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be a lavish night out on the town. Or yeah, it doesn't have to cost money. Night away. All right, so there's, um, yeah, how to keep the spark alive. Try those things. Um, it it should work. And if it doesn't work, keep trying because, like I said, marriage goes through ebbs and flows, and sometimes you're just super stressed out about work and kids and all the things. And like I said, it will pass. All right, how do you manage communication between all the parents? So that's how do we manage communication with the ex? I'd love to say we have this really great system, but I we don't. No, I think we communicate when we have to. Yeah, we communicate when we have to. And I know people are going to be like, who communicates? Do you communicate, Jamie, or do you communicate, Darren? There are times when I'm doing most of the communicating. There's times when Darren's doing most of the communicating. There have been times when we're all in a group text. That has not happened in a while. Um, it, it really ebbs and flows. And I'm going to say... That's definitely been a challenge for us because there's times when Darren has communicated and I haven't been kept in the loop about what's going on. And that's super frustrating for me and vice versa. Yeah. I don't even realize that you're going back and forth about something. So, yeah. Or, you know, there's also been times when I wasn't sure if he'd communicated about something and he had, and then we kind of got, well, you guys need to communicate. Like I've already had this conversation. It's like, oh, well that made us look kind of stupid, but um, it happens. Right. And I know that that's a struggle for a lot of stepmoms because they feel like either they're in the loop or they're not in the loop or, you know, I think that's just, it's something that you have to work on in your marriage and in your relationship and you're going to have blips in the road. Like sometimes I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. And I mean, we, we communicate in different styles. I think sometimes we'll go back and forth on text or email. And then sometimes I'll just reach out and say, hey, do you have a minute to chat? Because it can come across the wrong way on a text or an email. And we found that where, you know, we think we're putting our points together and then it ends up being an argument over something, whereas a quick conversation can clear the air. And again, I know that's hard because sometimes you're not on speaking terms in that way. So, um and, and sometimes you can actually just communicate through the kids. I know, you know, the other day she wanted uh, one of them to stay because he had an appointment the next morning and he just called me and said, this is what's going on. And that worked just fine. Yeah. And that depends on your relationship. Now, um, don't communicate with the kids about issues that, you know, are probably stressful for the kids, but sometimes there's just like little, little things that you can communicate back and forth. Um, but you have to kind of, you just decide what works for you. And yeah. if you if you feel like you're having issues with your communication, you're not alone. Everyone has them. You're going to have times when you feel like you're on the ball and then you're going to have times when you feel like you don't know what is going on. And again, it's all about just figuring out how you can do things better and minimize the extra stress. And I think communication, this is something that I've learned. I'm still not great at it is sticking to the points at hand. Ew. I think sometimes <laughs> I will um, get into other things that are on my mind because the conversation has been opened up and that's not, always been good. Yeah. It's not, it's not an, op if you're having a conversation about the kids, it's not an opportunity to unload about all of your feelings, about all of the things. Like, I think that's so important. It's a really good point. Stick to the facts. Easier said than done. Something we're definitely working on. Um, but you got to start somewhere. All right. So the next question is who plans date nights? We both do. I think so. But like, you're pretty good at saying we need one. I'll, I'll get caught a little bit more. But then I'll also say to you, hey, do you want to go out this week? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're, I guess it's 
I manage our schedule. I know where the kids are supposed to be and what they're doing, all the things. So I can, I can look at the schedule and figure out when it works. So I'm typically the one who's like, okay, Friday, it is date night. And guys, if that's your marriage, if you feel like, oh, I just want my husband to plan a date night, maybe that's not his thing. Maybe he doesn't think like that. Or maybe like, it doesn't mean that if you if you plan it, doesn't mean it's any less important. And Valentine's Day is coming up for us. Like I planned Valentine's Day last week. Yeah. I said I knew we were going to need reservations. I know Darren's a last-minute person. Um, there's been times in the past where I wasn't totally thrilled with how Valentine's Day played out. So I just took the bull by the horns. Sorry, I, that's true. Um, <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I took the bull by the horns and scheduled reservations and told him like this is when we're going out for Valentine's Day. So that's okay too. I think we have this hearts and sparkles idea that our husband's supposed to swoop in and be all romantic and plan these date nights and all of these things. And some husbands do that or some partners do that, but some don't. And again, you, you planned it, which is great. And I always have these great intentions and I'm going to plan some big romantic thing, but we have the kids this week, right Mm -hmm. in the thick of Valentine's day and a lot of sports. And so I didn't do that. And I think there's nothing wrong with that, that, that we did it. I did it. I did it. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) All right. So the next part of that question is whose responsibility is it to keep the home running? I would say you. Yeah. I'm the boss. Yeah. But I I think we make a lot of decisions on a joint basis, but from day to day, you keep, you keep things running. You tend to know where I tend to know my work schedule and maybe, you know, some sports, but other than that, you seem to know where everybody's supposed to be and who's working, who's at a sport, sporting event, you know, what time I'm coming home or what time yeah, I expectation t- is. And that's kind of something, and, and that doesn't work for every family. That's something that we kind of set up when we first got together. Um, I decided to not go back to my job in child protection because I was commuting, you know, an hour and a half each way. And so... I originally was going to be, before I started this platform, a stay-at-home mom. And so I was going to kind of do the home front and, you know, you were going to work and that's kind of how we were going to manage things. So it's changed a little bit as the platform has evolved and, you know, I'm working now and we do kind of divide up responsibilities probably a little more fairly now, but we definitely have our roles. Like I do manage the household and manage the kids and the laundry and like all all the things we need to keep this household running, I've got. But you do the light bulbs and the air filters and that yeah, kind of stuff. There's, there's lots of stuff I do. But I think the other thing that we do in keeping it organized is we do have a family chat. We need to use it more, but it works because I like looking at it and knowing when the kids work during the week. And the other thing you and I do, we're pretty good, is making sure we touch base throughout the day. You know, has anything changed? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, we both get annoyed at each other the odd time when we're busy and you're on the phone kind of, hey, what's up? And I'm like, I got a lot of stuff to do right now, but it's a good <laughs> touch point to make sure that we know what's going on later that day when the evenings tend to get more intense in our household. Right. Okay. Next question. Communication with the ex. Does he tell you about all the texts and calls or just the important ones? This, why are you smiling at me right now? Because I'll come home and you'll say, oh, were you in touch with your ex? And I'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, we text. And you're like, well, why wouldn't you have told me earlier? Because we were you know, waiting on an answer for something. And I'll be, oh, I kind of forgot I got busy. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's not like I'm like, did you talk to your ex today? Are you no, saying it's not things that? that we, it's usually we're waiting on the answer to something. or That's going to affect how we're running the, the house or things that we're doing. Um, yeah. So you do, you tell me. 
not like every single tiny detail, but you tell me like the important stuff. But there are times when I have to ask and it used to really kind of piss me off because I would be like, why do I have to ask you all the time? Like, can you just communicate? But again, you think differently than I do. And it just, it's not at the forefront of your mind. If you're focused on something else, then you're not even thinking about it anymore. Whereas I think women, we have like a thousand different thoughts going on in our head at the same time when men are pretty focused on what they're doing. So if you're on to the next thing, you're not even thinking about it. So it's not like you're not trying to tell me something or trying to keep something from me. Your mind's just not there. Yeah. And by and large, yeah. You know, the the question is, do you tell uh, about all text calls? Um, yeah, pretty much I do, unless it's just sort of a quick back and forth about the kids. But usually the only time I really communicate with her, it's in kind of important stuff. Yeah. We don't have a conversation, really. We just sort of You're go back and forth about uh, something to do with the kids or can you take the kids or an issue we're faced with one of the kids. Yeah. You know, tends to be that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I will say there have been times when if it's, if it's super contentious and we're in kind of a high conflict stage where things are just stressing me out, there have been times when I've said, you know what, I need to take a step back. I don't want to know about what's going on right now. I just trust you to deal with it. And, um, I think that it's okay for stepmoms to say that actually I encourage it. If it is impacting how you show up in your day to day, it is totally fine to take a step back for a period of time. Um, I know that sometimes stepmoms feel like when they disengage or take that step back, it has to be an all or nothing. And that's not true. You can just do it for a period of time and then kind of tap back in when you feel like you're at your best. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. So the next question is after seven years of marriage and almost eight of being together, what do you wish you would have known about step family life when you first got together? And that's for Darren. Oh, that's for me. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was for you. I was going to say, if you had known what you knew, what you know now. I would probably not be here. <laughs> just joking, kind of. Um, I am just joking, by the way. What I wish I would have known is how challenging some of the little things can be. You know, things that I don't think are a big deal, I, I think um, can roll into a big deal. I also didn't realize how challenging it would be bringing you in. Hey. No, no, no. Bringing you in to... Um, the parenting role, because you'll say that, you know, I'm good until I'm not good. And I, I guess I didn't realize what a challenge it would be. I th would think, you know, okay, here's the decision I've made. Um, and you'll be like, no, we need to discuss this. I'm a parent. I need to be part of this solution or punishment or um, schedule. And I think that is something that I didn't realize. I just thought we could all roll into a family and be this Brady bunch and one big happy family with some day-to-day -day challenges here and there. But I, I think it is the, uh, your inclusion in a lot of things. I didn't realize how important that would be. Well, yeah. You I'm, have to be on the same page, I guess. And you have to really be out. It's, it's almost like you and I are parenting together, but I still have to kind of co-parent with her. So, you know, um, other than that, I, I'd say, you know, we've just kind of rolled with everything and it's been wonderful. Yeah. Well, most days. Had our challenges. Yeah. But that's true. And I think that so many stepmoms can relate to that. You feel like you're good enough to or not. Like even, you know, this weekend we had a conversation where I said, you know, you want me to be on your team until I say something that you don't agree with. And then you just want to trump me and do what you want. And, you know, 
that is something that stepmoms really, really struggle with because that's where it's different when we're parenting my stepchildren versus when we're parenting our daughter Reese. Like I would say I take the lead on Reese and we have, well, we have equal say and we have a conversation about it if we disagree. Whereas if we disagree about things with my stepkids, I often feel like the conversation goes a little bit different and you're just like, can you just stop? And it's like, no, I'm not going to stop because I'm still here doing all of the parenting things and we need to have a conversation about it. So I think that that's where it becomes just a little more challenging, like finding the role of the stepmom in this. Yeah. While you're co-parenting with your ex and maybe we're all not on the same page. It just, it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, um, you know, what I wish I would have known, that's, you know, some of the the challenges in advance that I could overcome because I think we did a lot of sort of banging our heads against the wall to figure this out. And this is what has been so great about your platform is we're trying to help people avoid some of those mistakes we made earlier on. And I think to the, um, the how flexible you have to be um, in any given situation. Yeah, and that's a work in progress a, for us. A lot of a lot of flexibility, or yeah, you just got to try to go with the flow and figure things out as you go, yeah. and hope for the best. And I don't know, it's complicated. Still, is complicated. Eight years in, it's still complicated. But you're, we're just, you just have to do the best you can, right? Give people a little bit of grace, have some empathy. Make sure your wine fridge is stocked. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys, kids are waking up. We are going to wrap this one up, but thank you so much for listening. If you do have any questions that you want Darren and I to tackle, be sure to send me an email. Let me know. And like I've said before, we do have an exclusive tell-all podcast and some other exclusive tell-all content up in the exclusive Stepmom community. I just said exclusive a lot, but that's where you can find some more raw and real conversations from Darren and I. Um, so yeah. See you in the next one. Or I guess I'll talk to you in the next one. <laughs> Want to say bye? Bye. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. 